Jeff Ogilvy survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Badley has waited. Gary Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. Stonehaven Cup. Leash been to 11 under. Now we've got a new leader, kids. Here it is. Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to Royal Adelaide Golf Club for the final day's play. Well, it's just been completed here, the magnificent venue here in Adelaide, South Australia, and the ISPS Hander Women's Australian Open, as I'm joined by John Huggin, no less. Good evening. Oh, oh very for- Are we going to do a formal show tonight, Huggy? For once. One formal <laughs> program. I, I can't see it happening as we get sprayed by confetti. Episode 150, we did it! Yeah! <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, just blew out the I forgot there. all about it. Yeah. That's how much it means to us right now. Episode 150. A, we've uh, finally only, reached only the Only 149 day. more than people thought we would make. That's true. That's very true. And a key, a key part is like the world's worst confetti I've been sprayed with by Justin Falconer. Popery. Popery. Yeah, it's, it is. It's po- oh, man. Oh, this, my this, God. This is the potpourri. The guys have to clean this out, Justin. Yeah, okay. Don't worry about the van. What about me? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to clean me out? That's the voice of Christina Lance, who's only appeared on 145 of these episodes. Welcome. Hi. Hi, 145, win 20. It's a good day, I guess, if you have to get sprayed by potpourri. At least we're not going to be quite as sticky as NB Park is right now. No, that's very, very true. That's the end of the formality, too, by the way, Huggy. Okay. I'm uh, with you. <laughs> and we, as, as Christina points out, we are delighted to add to the Patricia Bridges Bowl the name Inby Park. Uh, she's adorned plenty of these trophies around the world, and she's finally got one on an Australian trophy of note. And uh, look, we we just take our hats off to one of the you know it was a almost wire to wire as they say in your neck of the woods. Uh, Eagle on the first hole on day one, and all the way through a, a three shot winner here at fourteen under. It was a, a command performance. It was just NB being classic NB. She built as much as a six-stroke lead here on in the final round, and it gave her room to mess up when she needed to, which I have no doubt was was was, was strategic. Attack when she could, and when she needed to make a safe bogey, that was fine. She had the wiggle room to know she could. She has the experience to know she could, and to get that twentieth win here, I've. With her arms raised and the, the champagne flowing, I've never seen her celebrate like that outside of maybe winning uh, her gold medal. You could tell this win meant a lot to her. Yeah, you're right. I mean, she, tactically, she, it was a master class, really. I mean, she just she knew that people were going to make mistakes today. She So two or three by herself, no worries there. I mean, she, she knew that everybody was going to be doing that. It was hell of a tricky out there. I mean, the wind was up. It, the course was firmer, I think, today my consensus than it's been the rest of the week so no wonder the scoring was a bit higher did you give us a bit of scottish then hell of a tricky hell of a tricky uh, well, i could get i could make it completely un, un indis what's the word i'm looking for now audibly illegible illegible that's the word yes 
<laughs> See, when you when you knock me out of English and into Scottish, it just goes all to hell. Give us one, one line of Scottish to describe what Inby oh, did today. Oh, couldn't you do that, son? <laughs> <laughs> At least I could still understand that, so that's <laughs> encouraging. Quickly, before we go back into Inby discussions, uh, let's run down the leaderboard here. Inby Park, as we said, a three-shot winner from Amy Olsen of the United States. Uh, Perrin Delacour, who is uh, pretty... Uh, admirable today, to be honest, in finishing third. Uh, Yu Lu had a chances and finished in a share of fourth with Marina Alex. Uh, Yu Lu of China, of course, and Marina Alex, another American. Uh, veteran Christy Kerr, she'd hate me saying that if she was sitting here, she'd probably get a right hook, to be honest. But she's finished uh, as one of four players sharing sixth place at eight under after a great round today in the high winds. 69 from the veteran American. Mi Hyang Lee from, pardon me, from Korea. Celine Boudier of France and Ian Cho, who was in the last group with Inby Park, I'll go further down the leaderboard in a minute, but we'll stop there for the top nine. Ian Cho, just like Jody Hewitt shot off a day earlier, um, was so gallant for so long against Inby Park in the final group, but when it happened and Inby Park put the foot on the throat, uh, unfortunately it was a lesson that she's going to learn quite painfully. And it was unfortunately two straight weeks where we saw this out of Ayan Cho, where she went into the final round with an opportunity. She was leading last week at the Vic Open, just two strokes, excuse me, three strokes back here uh, this week and just didn't have the final round. She's going to, she will learn from these, I have no doubt. You learn from the, the difficulties more than you learn from the successes. Um, but she did have the opportunity today to truly play with her idol and to see it, to see that that first hand had to be inspiring for Ion. She's just 19. I live in fear of the day we have a winner from the 2000s, and we could have had that today. <laughs> it makes me feel really old. Um, but but she will be there. She got it's to coming. sit there and watch it and see the best do it, and I hope she took a lot of learnings from today. I'm sure she did. And to be fair to her, she, she threw a few great punches in Inby's direction of the first handful of holes. But for me, the turning point for Ion Cho came early on the 4th, uh, after a, a, bog- a birdie on the third uh, of, of you know great conviction, she blocked a drive right under a tree, took an unplayable penalty at the time. I think, Huggy, you actually mentioned during the radio coverage that probably by being polite to her idol, she let Inby play out of turn uh, while she figured out her drop. Yeah, I would never have done that. I, I would have made Inby Park stand there and wait because yeah. it, it wasn't her turn to play. She had to go through the motions and get the drop and all the rest of it. Letting Inby Park hit ball onto the green was it didn't disturb Inby Park's rhythm. Plus, Shawhan then had to look up and see the ball see on the ball. green. I mean, it was just there was two negatives there, and she yeah. should never have done that. But she all learned from that. And she made she made a bogey, so she she limited the damage of what could have been. But the I think the the mental damage had begun there, hmm. and then disintegrated a bit on the on the sixth with a three part on the seventh. She. Uh, carved one right and bladed a second across the green and it was downhill from there in terms of their winning chances but hasn't lost any friends in Australia Ian Cho over two great weeks and and I'm sure she's not a member of the LPJ tour yet, is she? She's not. I have uh, no doubt she will get there someday. Yeah. She's uh, she's young. Mm. She's exciting to watch. Um, she was the KLPGA Rookie of the Year last year, and I was talking with Allie Whitaker about her. Um, kind of a bit of an unknown because it was an incredibly heralded rookie class. Yeah. There were so many rookies in there. It was hard for each of them to, to find their spot and to balance it out as opposed to Hedgen Choi the year before who just dominated. So it was great to see Ion show. This was, I think, just her seventh appearance in an LPGA Tour event and I have no doubt we're going to be seeing a lot more of her down the road. Uh, runner up here in Australia in the Amateur Championship of 2016 too so she's she's developing quite an affinity with Australia I'm sure she's going to get over the line here one day. Yeah she's there's just, no question she's yeah. really good. Yeah she is she's really good. Speaking of Australians we need to touch base with uh, all the uh, women who made the cut 
Unfortunately, it wasn't to be for a home victory. So Kari Webb's uh, mantle as the most recent winner on Australian soil continues uh, from the homegrown perspective. But Hannah Green in the high winds today didn't have her best game, but by, she battled away uh, beautifully. Finished with a 74 to card a six under par total and tie for 13th with a whole heap of players at six under the card. Uh, probably among them, uh, the chances today, Maria Farsi uh, at, at that total. Uh, it's probably the most notable in the in the in the sense that uh, we gave her a slight. Uh, she was a roughie, huggy mm, yeah. last night. Um, I know and, I know what that means. <laughs> and uh, she didn't fire her best shot today, but uh, one who snuck through to five under was Kristen Gilman, who played a great round early uh, and and banked a lot of money for for her troubles coming through in the in the lesser wins perhaps early on, but she played really well. The next best Australian was in a tie for twenty fifth, Minji Lee, who had a seventy two today, which was admirable. Finished four under in a share of 25th. And I think the the most promising performance from an Australian perspective this week was that uh, of Robin Choi, who carted up even past 73, uh, tied 34th at three under. Uh, she's made a total of 41,000 US dollars in the past two weeks, which is uh, far and away the, the most profitable two weeks of her young professional career. That's almost as much as you've made, Hazy. Almost. Yeah. I, I, I told her I'd take her out for dinner tonight just to <laughs> just to make sure she wasn't struggling. So, uh, no, great effort by Robin Choi. Um, she's really, I think, proven to herself, not that she's ready to win or anything like that on the LPGA Tour yet, but that her best game uh, when she can produce it belongs on the big tour one day when she can... Uh, sharpen it all up into one uh, consistent package. So a great effort by Robin Choi and of the other Australians I quickly scroll down. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's not such a quick scroll, but Catherine Kirk finished at three over the card after a 74 today, which was a nice final round. And unfortunately, Karis Davidson closed with a 78 to finish 11 over the card. Still picks up 2500 US for her troubles, so better than a slap in the face. That's, that's, that's some pretty good money. She'll take it. She at least made some money this week. That's true. And there's plenty who didn't, that's for sure. So... Uh, Huggy, we um, we do need to touch on the, the low amateurs. There are only two who made the cut. Um, we spoke, of course, of Charlotte Heath uh, earlier in the week, the newly crowned Australian amateur champion from England. She was impressive, but just faded a little bit on her run today. I think she looked a bit tired towards the end. I made a point of looking at it, just watching her for a couple of holes, and I think she was running out of puff, as they say in Scotland. <laughs> they say that here too. Oh, so. Good. <laughs> so Charlotte Heath finished uh, with a 79 today after a brilliant 70-74 middle stretch of the tournament. She, as Huggy says, ran out of puff. Uh, and that, not that she didn't deserve it, but uh, that left only one winner. And as I, it's going to take a long way to scroll up because she did such a good job. 16-year-old Ho Yuan. Angel? Is it, is it the name she's running? I think it's Angel as her English name. I'm not 100% sure. I stand to be corrected there. But a 72 today. Uh, one of the better scores um, all day, to be honest, and finished at three under the card in the share of 34th overall. So huge credit to the Taiwanese uh, youngster. Um, and I believe she's pretty young, only just 16 years old. 16. I was And I was looking, she's she's played in our event in Chinese Taipei since 2017. So right? she's had some experience out here with us. And then this is her second Women's Open. So uh, it's great it's great to see the young kids get up there and get the opportunity. It's one of the great things about golf mm. is, is the young elite players have the chance to come and see what it's like so that when they get out here, they're not for real. They're not completely blown away. They, they have some idea of what to expect. And 
again, kudos to Swing Skirts. Yes. Uh, on long-term partner of the Swinging LPGA. Skirts, a long-time supporter of the LPGA, supported an event out in uh, San Francisco for several years, and now the title sponsor of our event in Chinese Taipei. It's it's great to have support, and you, you mentioned the um, just the whole group there at Swinging Skirts does a lot not only for LPGA but for the development yeah. of the game. They've got a great tour over there, um, a lot of great names on the tour coming from that area. Which brings us back to Inby Park. Uh, <laughs> She was epic today, and uh, I thought for a, the greater part of this tournament, when she needed to, she reached down and found a birdie, or, or an eagle, as the case may be. Today, I think she reached down and found pars. In the high wind, as it got up on the back nine, she made some unbelievable par-saving uh, escapes, mm. Huggy. Uh, particularly, on, she said in her press conference, just concluded a few minutes ago here, the up and down from the sand on the 15th, the par five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's what winners do. They hold up the putts at the right times, and she's in, she's an incredible putter. I mean, she's been... I heard her moaning and groaning about the last two years about how she hasn't been able to putt. My goodness, what what was going on? This, every time I look up, she was holding a putt this week, so... Um, she, and it, with a beautiful rhythm as well. It's not just that she holds a putt. She, she, she strokes them in beautifully, and the ball rolls nicely. It's, it's just... What you would what you would want to see in a putter, isn't it? I mean, there's no, there's no wrap, there's no sudden movements. It just flows beautifully. It's really nice. She did it on the sixth. She did it on the eighth. She did it on the twelfth. Up and down on the fifteenth. Four massive saves. And when you win by three, they're the ones that sort of come back and yeah. smack you in the yeah, face. She sort of kept them all at arm's yeah. length today, didn't she? Yeah, she really so. did. And as I said earlier, Yulu was the one who probably came from the pack for a while, uh, and had Inby Park not. Uh, managed to do a couple of those up and downs. She would have been right there. And then the pressure of chasing probably got too much for Yulu in the end. For you and for Amy Olsen as well, caught up with her after her round. And she said she left a few out there and everyone just kept going back to the wind, especially on the the back nine. The the wind really picked up today and was was whipping and and giving the players some difficulty. And I think Amy knows she left a few out there and and could have come closer, maybe put a little more pressure on Inby. I know she sat in the clubhouse for a while just to to sit and watch and think about what could have been, but, uh, but they've, all of the players out there know what NB is bringing at them and know if NB's on top, you've got to bring your A game because NB's just not going to give you too many options, too many opportunities yeah. to pass her. I think we said that it was that kind of day that every single person would be sitting afterwards thinking, well, I could have done this. I could have done that. Everybody should, I, mean, I would imagine would think three or four shots better, but it was that kind of day where mm. you just make those mistakes. As you said earlier, Christina, uh, that's a 20th win on the LPJ Tour for Inby Park. I know you've got some other stats that you're just aching to get out to our <laughs> listeners and inside the ropes. Well, she is the 28th player in LPGA Tour history to cross the uh, the 20 win threshold. Uh, the only Korean player with more is the great Seri uh, Seri Park with 25 victories, um, and she Inby is now um, still remains fourth on the career money list, just shy of of 16 million. She's still three million behind Christie, but I have uh, I think there's still some some time left for Inby. She's mm-hmm. still got time to come out here. Uh, she just continues to show why the fans voted her as the LPGA Tours player of the decade at the end of last year. She is consistent. She doesn't play a lot. She has reached the point in her career where she has the luxury of being able to choose when and where she wants to play. She doesn't need to show up on a week-to-week basis. Um, She's still, I don't know for sure where this is going to move her in the world rankings. Don't know if it's going to get her into the top 10. Certainly very close. But you look at the number of events she's played in this 
this in this counting cycle, and they are significantly less than anyone around her because when she plays, she plays less, but she plays well. It's very rare for her to miss a cut. It's very rare for her to play poorly. So she goes, she's just the definition of quality over quantity. So when she comes and she says she'll be back next year to, uh, to defend her title, you can expect to see the best you're going to get from Inby Park. Beautifully put. Yeah, I think she, she seems to be a lot more worried about certainly the world ranking, but the world ranking's a means to an end for her. It's the Olympics that she's really thinking about. That so we, which must be the toughest team in sport to make, as we've said more than yeah. once this week. So she, we best guess right now, because we can't see the Olympic rankings, uh, but we best guess that she's moved probably from 6th to 5th. I believe so. I believe so. Um, some of the projections I was able to run are showing she might get as high as 11th in the rankings. That did not take any other players into account. Uh, but if she is able to move to 11th, that would put, put her past Hyoju Kim. And now just a few spots behind Zhang Li six would be next in her sights. Wow. So is it the top four if you're in the top 15? The top four if you're in the top 15. Um, and she will get herself... I, she should get herself into the top 15. Hmm. Right now, she'd be the odd man out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's how hard it is. I mean, you're in the top 15 and you're still not in the top four. It's My amazing. Goodness. It's amazing. We should probably mention, as we speak of players who will go to the Olympics, and I haven't even mentioned her name yet, but the defending champion, Nellie Corder. Uh, did any of you, either of you, catch much of her round today? She just, I thought she started the week looking incredibly ominous mm. she just went bang bang out of the blocks two under through two and i thought oh here we go this is uh it's another it's another quarter procession but she just didn't seem to have it over the weekend 76 to close with a two under par total and a tie for 41st yeah i think she's young and i think the these sort of conditions you need to be patient okay. and that's maybe the last thing that nelly Corder needs in her armory she's got absolutely everything else no doubt about that she's powerhouse striker of the ball. Jeez, we saw a few out here this week, and I think Maria Farsi's really reinforced that she's a, an up-and-comer the way she strikes the ball. There's no doubt, just like the men's game, that there's an increasing number of powerful women who are you know, mm. right to the top. And I, I just want to um, make no doubt about her being the LPGA Tours Player of the Decade. I, I want to put on the record that I think she's the player of mm. the decade, men's or women's. I don't think Inby Parker's can realistically be challenged for that title, especially at a 2013-14 stretch there. It was just on the number of majors she is. I mean, she won seven, and the, the best the men can muster is uh, Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy with four. So, you know, it's, it's a big difference between seven and four. Yeah. Did, is that Does that sit well at HQ for you guys? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She was the number one seed for a reason. We had mathematics behind the seeding, and they... they firmly put Inby in first, and it was great to see the fans fans agree with that. Uh, she has the just just the dominating figure of the last decade, the player that that everyone, regardless of country, looks up to is they want to be in B. They want to have her patience on the course. They want to have her it's I'm not a golfer. I will give myself away. Even I know looking at NB Park's swing, it's not the typical swing, but it <laughs> works for her. And who cares? No. It it works for her. No. The putter is amazing and she does it all with grace and a smile and is is just the ultimate class act on top of being an incredible athlete. Didn't she just win hearts around the place coming up the 18th fairway and doing all the photos and speaking so glowingly? And we should give a wrap to Brad Beecher, a caddy too. He's been on the bag the whole way of entire career. 
He said he's uh, been on her bag for 14 years. Every single one of her majors, I believe <laughs> all of her victories, uh, when she won the gold medal, and he has stood by her the last couple of years when she's stepped away from the game to an, to the extent that she can. Um, certainly when she in 2016 when she was injured and wasn't sure she was going to be able to play in the Olympics. Um, he goes, over, goes off and pick up another bag here and there if he has to. I know works with the IMG TV crew uh, over here based in Australia, but if Inby's on the course, she's got Brad on her bag, and uh, I think that she that relationship is incredibly special to her. I reckon he had a tear in his eye walking up Royal Adelaide's 18th green here. Yeah, that, that always reminds me of Phil Mickelson. It's not true anymore, but Phil for a long time used to brag about how he was the only player on tour with the same agent, wife, and caddy his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Which should he rank more prominently? Have you got any clues? Well, I'm not sure what order he put them in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slippery slope if we go down. He's still on one. He's on one out of three now. Actually. <laughs> oh dear. We'll, we'll we'll wrap up with one more final thought about NBA in a couple of minutes. But in the interim, do need to mention a couple of tournaments. And we, unless you two have been sneaking looks at on the internet during the tournament, which I don't think is practical. Uh, we do have to mention a couple of tournaments that neither of us, none of us have seen much of, to be honest. So, or, or anything of. <laughs> or, or anything of. I understand at Toowoomba at the City Golf Club in Queensland for the Queensland PGA Championship, the Brad Kennedy who led um, from wire to R, didn't couldn't quite get the E going. Yeah. That's my English going, Christina. It's iffy. Uh, yeah, it's iffy at best. But I understand without calling up the scorecard here because I'm having internet issues that he might have bogeyed the last couple of holes and lost by a shot in an absolute blanket finish uh, at the Queensland PGA. And Michael Sim uh, could be Queensland's, could be WA's, or Aberdeen-born Michael Sim, all the way from Scotland. <laughs> Well, you, you claim Hannah Green, too. Everybody. <laughs> Everyone if they're is. any good, we claim them. <laughs> Anyone who's ever been north of the Lakes District, is that right? Indeed. If you've flown over Scotland, you might be one of us. <laughs> Michael Sim, I look. I, honestly, I apologise for not having details, but it looks like he's won a playoff here over Scott Arnold uh, to win the Queensland PGA, and that's great effort for Michael Sim, who's battled injuries for a long time, showed a lot of promise, obviously, mm. early days. So, uh, was a ripping player on the then, I think, probably nationwide tour. I think he got in himself in the top 50 in the world on that off that tour, which yeah. is extraordinary. Really. One of the very few players ever to get a battlefield promotion. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's got that winning ability. He's done it today. Congratulations to Simi. Beat Scott Arnold. Uh, but as I said, a blanket finish there. So those two were in 12 under. And Michael Hendry, Dimi Papadatos, Changji Lee of uh, Korea, uh, Brad Kennedy, as we mentioned, Andrew Dote, Denzel Iremia, Clates' man, Anthony Quayle, all within two shots of the lead. So a great finish mm. at the City Golf Club. Congratulations to Michael Sim and the PGA on that tournament. And across the Pacific at the what we're calling the Los Angeles Open, Huggy. Yes. Um, we're not going anywhere else, are we? Nope. The Los I Angeles have no idea what, what else to call it, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we've got some more Australian news, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, and Adam Scott, again, ran hot today for quite a while with the putter. And he's reeled in Matt Kuchar and Rory McIlroy. He spotted them a big start. He was 72 in the first round, but since his putter caught fire midway through the second round, Adam Scott has joined the top of the leaderboard uh, on the PGA Tour. Would be a monumental result if he can get that. And Kalomi pushed his world ranking back up uh, again in search of an Olympic berth. We're not 100% sure that he's going to commit to going to Tokyo yet, but if he does, if he does win this, it's going to be really hard to knock him out of those top couple yeah, of spots. Yeah, he's, he's never betrayed much interest, but uh, I have a feeling that if he was offered the chance, he would probably go. I think he's warming to it. Last yeah. time we spoke to him about yeah, it, he Just was, do it once. Yeah. It's a tough one to turn down. Yeah. 
I, I, I've got a feeling that uh, Uniqlo, his his sponsor, might have an impact on his decision to mm. being a Japanese-based yeah. Although brand. Although he, he probably follows the same philosophy that Dan Jenkins, the late great Dan Jenkins, used to say that there was nothing more boring than track than field. <laughs> I'd like that. You've brought some classic stuff to us this week. You really have. You I can't really claim have. that one, though. That was all Dan's. No, I like that one. Uh, Adam Scott is, uh, as I said, he's sharing the lead at 10 under the card through three rounds of the Los Angeles Open. Um, there's a swag of players within within reach of him there, but great to see um, Adam Scott in sight of another win on the PGA Tour. Uh, I would imagine that's going to have him somewhere in the mid-teens for wins if he was to get over the line. I haven't got that at hand, and we are running out of time here. Uh, but a great result for Australia on the other side of the Pacific. Any last thoughts here from the uh, magnificent Royal Adelaide Golf Club, Huggy? Well, I'll take away from this uh, the golf course. I've never seen... I played this golf course years ago and, and didn't really remember that much of it, but I love this place. Yeah. I, mean, I love the railway line through the middle. That, that, that reminds me of home because so many of the old Scottish courses were built where they, they, they are where they are because they're near railway lines. And that, this is a kind of throwback to that. It's terrific. Christina? This place is spectacular. This country is spectacular. The coffee is spectacular. And, uh, Tim Tams? Tim Tams. Oh, <laughs> Tim Tams. Double, double coat, please. My favorite. Um, but th- this is just a great week. It was a great two weeks. The LPGA Tour loves coming down here. Uh, certainly last week at the Vic Open with what it means for the game in general, with the playing with the men and the equal purses, and now this event where – it's always incredible to come and see the fans that come out here and embrace the game. Thanks so much to all of you guys, Golf Australia and everyone, for the support uh, that we have of women's golf. And it's, uh, as the commission says, it's a good time to be in the game. And uh, we're certainly glad to keep bringing the game down here. Thank you. Uh, Huggy, you've been a legend as ever. We always appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Anytime. Uh, Christina, you are, you are the... The Brownlow medalist in our eyes. You, you give uh, all the time willingly and free of charge, I think. <laughs> <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> no, you honestly... Commish, um, you didn't hear that. Yeah, no. But seriously, we, we you always pick up the phone for us and we, we're full of gratitude for your help and, and your knowledge. It's a bit scary, actually. sort of a bit daunting, to be honest, sitting next to you. But I have my Rain Man moments. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you uh, for jumping in here. Through the uh, Qatar Airways, I... Uh, WAO Radio as well. It was my pleasure. Look forward to another great year on tour. If uh, we have some more Aussie winners, you know where to find me. We'll get get them down here for the podcast for Perfect. you. Perfect. Thank you so much. That's, would you believe, episode 150, and I think the potpourri's been largely cleaned up. I forgot all about it, to be honest with you, but here it is, 150, a milestone achievement. Thanks to all Craig and all the crew around here who have uh, helped us get this on the road from Royal Adelaide Golf Club to the club and the manager here in particular. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, we'll speak to you probably a fair bit later in the week for episode 151. But for now, from the ISPS handout, Women's Australian Open, it's goodbye.